0: Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am joined by Jen Ichikawa. Hi, Jen. Hi. So excited to have you here. This is a fun, 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 fun episode. We had, and I kind of introduced, we have a wish list of a bunch of people we want on the show and we're emailing people and you have reached out to Andrea over at the Rose Pepper and she said, let's do it. And today we get to talk with Andrea from Rose Pepper. I, I don't know. I've, I haven't, this was so much fun.
1: It was so much fun. I think I said it during, but she really did take me to church. Like as a woman in the restaurant industry, I was like, damn, she's, she's very cool. She's such a badass. That was, she was awesome.
0: Yes. And if you are, um, I'm not even going to tease it. I will just say, listen to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Listen to the entire episode because, um, I think the last 10 minutes, it always gets that way. We start off, we get to know each other. Like the last 15 minutes of every episode, I feel like is when you get, really down deep and it's so Mm -hmm. much fun.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, not to ruin the surprise, but if there are any single men out there
0: Uh (laughs) and you, and so this is going to be on YouTube. So you can Mm -hmm. watch this. You can see the video, Mm -hmm. uh, go to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, because then you will get the videos as soon as they come out. Uh, also if you're listening to this, whatever way you're listening to it, subscribe because today is Sunday. We're putting the episode out on a Sunday. And if you didn't know that, then you may be looking for it on Monday and you get it a day early. Uh, tonight is talking shift. We're going to be talking shift from a nine to 11. So if you're listening to this and it is Sunday tonight, go to the Nashville restaurant radio, Facebook page. And we're going to be talking shift. We've got Corey Coleman, who's the director of operations for all of the corner pubs in Esquina Cantina. We also have T-Roy McFarland, who is... Uh, he's the unofficial Lord Mayor of Germantown. So we will probably have some Germantown news. And he is an all-around uh, goofball in one of my favorite people. He's hilarious. So he's going to be on our show as a guest host tonight. And then we need you, the listener, to be calling in and telling us your restaurant stories. I'm dying to hear stories about... Last night's Garth Brooks cancellation, <laughs> people coming into downtown just angry and wet and ready to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of a lot of stuff going ha- happening last night.
0: Lots and lots of stuff happening last night. I'm telling you. Okay. We uh we don't have a particular on brand today. So what we are gonna do is we're gonna tell you about Cytex. Cytex are some of my favorite people out there. Ross Chandler and Cytex. They have been our personal Lennon company for our restaurants, Greenhouse Grill and Maribol for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, when we switched to them, they were so head and above Transparent. They let you know exactly what's going on. The quality of their linens are fantastic. Their drivers are amazing. And they bring you suggestions. They bring, hey, you should try a mat here or you don't need a mat there. Or have you tried this sanitizer? Because they do offer sanitizer too. They have uniforms. We are going to be, I'll tell you right now, we are going to be testing out their new uniforms at the Green Hills Grill. It's a moisture wicking uniform like that line cooks can wear that has holes, breathable holes in the back. So they're super cool and comfortable. We're going to be testing them out at the grill. So uh, that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to tell you all about how that works. And in this crazy world, uh, so you need to go to our fa- our our website, sorry, which is nationalrestaurantradio.com. And you need to click the Sponsors tab, find Sitex, give Ross Chandler uh, a message, call him and... Um, Check them out. Just learn about what they're doing with your linen business. But I do. My last thing I want to say is Complete Health Partners. If you are a restaurant and you need to have your staff tested for COVID, Complete Health Partners is your people. They have a concierge service. They can come to your restaurant and test everybody and get your results back very fast. In this crazy time right now, um, I, the other day, was not feeling well. I have a cold right now. I mean, see in my eyes, my voice is like off. But I, I, before I went to work the other day, I had a cold. I went and got tested, but I called Christian Ruff and I said, hey, man, I need to get tested. What are do you doing? He's like, just swing by West Nashville. It's in a church across the street from their West Nashville location. You just drive up, you get the test, you talk to a doctor, and 15 minutes later, you have the result, which I was negative. I was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. And if you are subscribed to them, so if you're a restaurant and you use Complete Health Partners, for your primary care services, they offer this to restaurants. So any person that works there can come get tested whenever they want. It's a great, great opportunity. So check them out at completehealthpartners.com. Or again, if you go to our website, nashrestaurantradio.com, you can click on the sponsors tab and find Complete Health Partners. Right now with this COVID resurgence, you need somebody like that really to partner with instead of like, where do we go? Oh, shit, we're now way beyond what we're going to do. You need to get a hold of Complete Health Partners right now. So, Jen, I know you've got a million things you're about to go off and do, and uh, I hope that you have a wonderful night, and I hope everybody out there has a wonderful week. Let's jump in with Andrea. Let's go. We are super excited today to welcome in Andrea Charez. Is that right? That's correct. She is the owner of Rose Pepper Cantina. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Co-owner along with my mother, but I do most, I run everything.
0: (laughs) We got that straight. Um, You know, we had this, Jen and I sit around and we kind of talk about who are the most interesting people that we just like want to get to know. Mm -hmm. And we always talk about your signs. We (laughs) talk about Rose Pepper. We love Rose Pepper. Plus throughout the pandemic, you were all over the news and you were doing all kinds of amazing yeah. stuff.
2: It's a lot of people, uh, give me a call. I think just, I always have my phone in my hand. So <laughs> that, uh, I think that makes it uh, a little bit easier, but yeah, so it's, um, I run all of our marketing and advertising, uh, material and that's, uh, and I mean, I don't, I don't write it all. I pull from different sources. And if I pull from a source, I tag them and all that kind of thing. But, um, but I write a lot of them. Uh, but I handle the social media, do it every day. And I also, Uh, You know, helped to run the restaurant with with the assistance of of a very strong team of managers. Um, And it's, uh, it's been really exciting. I took it over about, uh, gosh, I can't believe it's been seven years ago. That, I mean, it does not feel like that.
0: (laughs) So Rose Pepper has been around a lot longer than seven years. Let's, this was your father's company. This is your father's business, correct?
2: correct? Yeah, that's correct. My father, um, uh, my father started Rose Pepper in 2001. That's going to be 20 years uh, this October, which is pretty exciting. Um, and, uh, he opened that 2001, but his father, uh, started, uh, S Fernando's, which was previously El Taco, which was the first fast service Mexican restaurant, uh, uh, in Nashville. Um, so yeah, so El Taco branched off uh, him, him and his partners branched off. And, uh, one of his partners was, uh, was the Taco Bell guy. Graham Bell, I think, was, I don't remember what his name is. Uh, something Bell. Um, and so he went off to start Taco Bell. Uh, and, uh, and so my grandfather turned El Taco into S Fernando's, which was, uh, had a few different locations, I think, but um, the one that I grew up knowing was the one on Gallatin uh, over where they're building some condos now across from the Home Depot. Um, and so that, my father bought that in 1994. Uh, we, we didn't live here, we lived in California. And my dad was like kind of going through a career change and just decided that he was gonna just commute uh, between Nashville and California. Went and bought S. Fernando's, ran that for a while, and then decided to open Rose Pepper, uh, later Foo Bar, uh, which is now Cobra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so my family's been <laughs> all over the east side of town uh, since the 1950s, since like the mid 1950s, mid to late wow. 1950s. That's yeah. yeah. I'm a newcomer, I'm a relative newcomer. Uh, but uh, it's really been exciting.
0: You have what part of California again?
2: I'm from Riverside, California. Um, I was living in LA, working in LA. Do uh, you have some people in Riverside? I think when we... Oh say yeah,
0: people. the 91 freeway is uh, something that nightmares are made of. And I mean, Van Van Buren, right? Van Buren Street. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. For days. Yeah. If you can, I used to drive on Van Buren when I was afraid of driving on the 91 freeway when I was like 16 years old and brand new. I was like, I'll just take Van Buren all the way.
0: <laughs> and you got the orange fields right there. There's all oh, kinds I of it. citrus fields all throughout that I area. Love all that.
2: that old Riverside stuff is like so cool. I kind of came up in the Corona area that was just dirt. Uh, <laughs> and it has since been built up when we moved out there. I mean, there was literally just a circle K, uh, and dirt. And now it's all built up and it's amazing. And yeah, I mean, I haven't been home in a couple of years. Probably going to go home for Christmas this year.
0: It's probably I, the closest thing to have like living country life, you know, because you have like oh, Lake Elsinore there. And
2: yeah, Norco. We're right by Norco where they still have like horses for the side- on the sidewalks. Like horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing. That's the, the closest deal. thing to, get to being out in the country.
0: So you moved here. So your father passed away.
2: Yeah, my father got sick. Um in 2014. And it happened really, really fast. Um, He had been sick before and had gone into remission, he was cancer. Um, And he got into remission uh, for so much longer than anybody really anticipated to the point where he was thought that maybe it was like not the right diagnosis. And then man, I tell you just like, I think it was three weeks from end to end. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was yeah, I was at a work conference in Vegas. um, And I flew out from from the conference. Um, and you know, we didn't really know what we were gonna do at that point. Um, because, you know, dad, I had spoken to him before uh when I was uh when I was like picking a law school. I went to law school. Um
0: what was your chosen profess profession before was- <laughs> becoming in a-
2: Well, uh I was in marketing and advertising uh for a number of years. Uh worked as an in-house counselor uh at an ad- at an advertising agency after i became a lawyer i was in marketing and advertising before i went to law school and then i went to law school and then i came back and was in-house counsel for marketing and advertising with okay. a as an immigration attorney um I, <laughs> my interests are varied um oh, so so i was doing that um and and we were you know all in the hospital we're at vanderbilt incredible incredible team at vanderbilt uh who just did everything that they could uh for my father and and I had spoken to him before about, you know, he's got this business. It takes care of the whole family. Um, you know, what What if something should happen to him? Because, like, I, I said this to him. I was like, you know, heaven forbid if something happens to you, it's going to be me. You know it's going to be me. We both know. <laughs> and he was like, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen. Um, and then, of course, that's how it worked out. But, you know, we had a chance to talk when he was in the hospital. And, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, you're going to have to take care of everybody. Can you do it? And I was like, I'll figure it out.
0: Like, why? Why are you the oldest? How many I would, I'm,
2: actually, I'm the youngest. But I am, uh, my mom says that I'm like, that like, I'm like half alien. Like, nobody really knows. I'm kind of always, I'm like, I'm the only person uh, in my family that's lived anywhere, anywhere but California. And I've lived in several different states. I've lived in a couple different countries. Um, I've just kind of always been like all over the place. And was like very precocious at a young age. I skipped two grades, graduated when I was 15. Uh, I have a BFA from Tulane. I have a JD from George Mason. So like, I'm always just kind of all over the place, but I, you know, not for nothing. I have a lot of confidence in myself sure. and the ability to like be open and to learn. Like, I don't think that I know everything. I know that I don't know everything, but I know how to ask questions. I know how to figure out who the good people are, who the smart people are, who the capable people are. Um, and I trust my instincts and I'm very good at managing large groups of people, large amounts of personalities. I've been doing that for decades. Uh, so in advertising. yeah,
0: I, I feel like I do a lot of those similar things. Like mm-hmm. I am totally, if there's nine people in a room and something happens, I'm the first one to go, okay, let's do this. I'm okay. I'm okay to step right yeah. up. Yeah. I like. I'm doing not, that.
2: I am not the one who like insists on being the leader, but like if a leader is needed and there's not one around, I'm absolutely happy to step up.
1: Yeah. That's how I am too. And I wonder, like one of the questions I had for you too, is I, Brandon and I talk about this a lot. I definitely suffer from some version of imposter syndrome on some scale. Yeah, And I can't imagine being a lawyer and in marketing and all of that. And then, oh, now I, now I own a restaurant and I've never yeah. like, what was that like for you? Did you it suffer from that? or was uh, terrifying to start. It was terrifying.
2: It was a big ask. And I have to, you know, looking at, Knowing what I know now, seven years down the road, and looking at this, you know, optimistic young girl, and it's like, man, she has no idea what's in store. But like, that was honestly <laughs> at the time, it was like, you have no idea what's coming, and it's gonna be a lot. But like, just stick with your instincts of like, you know, ask the questions and observe processes and and all that kind of stuff. So I'll tell you, at the beginning, like just the first six months, literally, mm-hmm. uh, when I didn't know. Anything. I knew like one of the managers uh, who I think used to work at the Green, what is it called? Greenhouse Grill? The
0: mm-hmm. Green Hills Grill. Green, yeah. One of our uh, yeah. Carrie,
2: uh, Carrie Taylor. I think okay. he's a million years ago. Uh, but she's been there. She's been at Rose Pepper now since I think 2001, 2002. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, she's incredible. But um, so she was one of the first people that I met and she was just so capable and like aware of, the, of all of the different processes. And, and she's very, was extremely supportive and we really hit it off right away. Um, and yeah. And so slowly I just kind of like, I literally just took like the daily audits and was just staring at them and trying to comprehend them. And I said, you know what I'm going to do just in my downtime, I'm just going to sit here. and I'm just going to retype all of these cause it's going to come to me. It will, the, the information will open up. That's the thing you can always trust is that the system will tell you what it is and it will tell you what it needs. If you just observe, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I did at first and I just sort of was figuring out what does this audit mean, what do these numbers mean like not just what do they represent but like what do they mean as far as the overall health of this business and the workers that they're attached to and you know these sales figures and how much is this person selling versus why is this person selling double what this person is selling, is it just their hours, is it capabilities, like this kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and I did that for just the first eight months just with all the paperwork and then I said okay put me in Um, I worked as, as a food runner. I worked as a host, uh, host a lot of the time. Honestly, I'll cover a host ship anytime. I love it.
0: Isn't that the funnest thing? Yeah,
2: I love it. And it sets the tone for the whole thing, for the whole Mm. restaurant. I mean, it's such a, you
0: know,
2: yeah, it's not a throwaway position at all. Um, and so I, when I go and I manage, I am like at the host stand and I'm running around and I am running tables. (laughs) I served a little, I didn't want to take anybody's money and it was terrifying (laughs) <laughs> um, but like I'll jump in if it's real bad I'm like throw me a two-top just a two-top but I'll help you know um and so yeah so I did a lot of that um for a couple of years I was doing like right, like put me on the schedule it's like put me on a food run ship put me on a ho shift. like I need to understand what's happening here um and that really was a huge thing because I don't come from a hospitality background you know so many people have been doing this for so long, especially the GMs and all these, you know, and it's like all of these industry terms that i would never heard of what's a family meal, like this kind of thing. And like, these are things that people have spent years in, and I didn't have any, and I didn't want to be an interloper, but I own the fact that I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I've tried to do, you know, and it's maybe a little quirky, because I don't come from a traditional, you know, hospitality background. But what I've tried to build is a really strong group that is treated respectfully you know, no offense to anybody in the past, but like, I know that Rose Pepper was a little bit of a boys club. It really isn't anymore. It is very much a matriarchy. Um, like, I love that. You know, yeah, and it's too. just like, I just don't tolerate. Uh, there's a lot of things that I think some people could tolerate that. I don't, I run, I run a pretty tight ship. I feel like like mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and I'm, you know, I'm very flexible and I try to be really understanding of people and their lives and their, you know their schedules and their kids and all that kind of stuff. As long as it's respectful, of my business and, and everybody's working together. But I have um, some pretty strict limits about certain about certain things <laughs> I think
1: that that one can rule. You, you
0: know,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's good too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the things you've got to do in this industry. One of the things where it's changing is that we've yeah, it's not a boys' club. It's really for everybody. And you've you know, I think that you've got to hold yeah. set boundaries and yeah. hold people accountable for their actions
2: yeah definitely. So I really like that. But in between doing all of that, I saw an opportunity with the sign because my dad had never really changed the sign. I think he had changed it a couple of times and then somebody like rearranged letters and he got really mad and so he never changed it again. Um, like like moist or somebody. you remember back in the day with moist yes. He changed my sign like twice. Um, it was actually pretty cute. Um, but yeah, I saw an opportunity there. Um, and you know, I don't even know that it was me um that came up with that first idea i think it was there was a really nice lady molly jones who used to work as a bartender and then she was managing the social media at the time so it was like not even a year in i think um and she suggested it was a lime shortage and she suggested the first joke that we put on there which was we caused the lime shortage and i thought that was hilarious mm-hmm. and we like looked around and you know how it is in like a big restaurant with lots of old stuff around i was like are there even letters anymore and i found this this blue milk crate with the letters with cardboard dividers cardboard mm-hmm. uh, covered in cobwebs i can't mm-hmm. believe it was still there I'm sure it was like at <coughs> least 10, 10 or 12 years old. Um, and so I dusted it off and I put the joke out there and I just thought, yeah, we should do more jokes like this. So when she um, had to leave the position because she uh, had a, another child, I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like This is, I love one-liners. Like mm-hmm. I love jokes. I was uh, I was saying to you guys when we spoke just briefly before that there's that that uh, meme about what's the most on-brand thing you did as a child. Um, and mine is that I used to have a, a big, tall, piece of plywood in my bedroom covered in like silly bumper sticker lines you know like if at first you don't succeed do it the way your wife told you to which I I didn't even know why it was funny at the time when you're like you know 12 and 13 but you know that's a knee slapper um and so that really became a very organic transition into uh I knew what our social media was going to look like I I understood my father's brand when I took it over which was you know, a funky eclectic vibe is what he always used to say. And I said, okay, well, we need to evolve that into now, which is, uh, I agree that our aesthetics are probably the same dorm room chic. I like to call it um, <laughs> lots, of, lots of beaded curtains. If I could have a six foot tall lava lamp in there, I would. Um, like, if I could have all beanbag chairs, I, I absolutely would. Um, and so I turned it into that, but then also like a feeling, you know, is like, that's that's a big thing about going to a restaurant, especially one like ours, mm-hmm. um, is, is this feeling you want to capture, this good time, this funny laughing, you know. I play lots of music that I love, uh, so yeah. lots of 90s and early 2000s jams. Um, and it's for me, and I think people pick up on that. You know, I think people pick up on the vibe that you're trying to create, you know, and mine especially is this sort of like, you know, party you went to in your early 20s that's like pretty chill, uh, but a good time.
1: Well, that's the thing of, I think sets rose pepper apart a little bit is it has a lot of dividers as far as like the seating area goes, you can sit yeah. in one or another, but there's no bad seat, you know, like yeah. everybody's happy to be there. So yeah. there's no bad seat. Like everybody is having a good time. Yeah. Even if you're yeah. if you're alone for one minute, you won't be like yeah. You're always on a wait. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. we, we are. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been interesting, you know, before before so when i i came in and i took over and i started implementing little things and and like i said i'm not this person that comes in who doesn't know what they're talking about and starts telling you to change this and change that um you know it was very it was very slow i don't think i made a suggestion for anything until at least a year when i was like okay now this needs to happen this isn't right like i've seen enough to know like this isn't quite right and thankfully you know and i'm also like very open women managers if i'm like if this is a bad idea come tell me like but this is what i'm this is what my observations are telling me um but you know, and so I made lots of decisions about like helping to improve the weight. Like, nobody's coming up, you know, when you're yelling their name for the weight. Why don't we get buzzers? Why don't we get the brightest buzzers on the market? Kind yeah. of thing. can't use them now because, you know, you know, what I'm Probably, yeah. about it. But, <laughs> like at the time they, they lit up like Tron, like little like Iron Man hearts. Um, <laughs> and people were like, This is so bright, I can't. Oh my god, I was like, Yeah, that's so you don't miss it, and we don't uh, have any delay in seating you. So, you know, things like that. And most of the time, those have really worked out. But yeah, it was like it's been it was so packed. And it was, it was great. What a wonderful thing to have happen. Um, And I was very lucky enough to, I think, meet my energy at the right moment of like Nashville's growth um, to where, yeah, my sort of sensibility helped to increase sales by about 20% net. Um, And I've kept them there. Oh, my God, which is insane. It hasn't really gone up a whole lot since then. But I'm not sure we're capable of producing a whole lot more. (laughs)
0: Well, I think it's, you know, one of the things I like to do is think outside the box. I like to think in a different way and I want to lead people in a different way. And I think it's really interesting hearing your story that you came in with this optimism of, hey, I'm going to take this thing over. I want to do it well. I'm not going to walk in day one as if I, I own the thing. I know everything. I'm going to take six months to a year. I'm going to learn it. And then I'm going to start looking at the obvious things. I think that people who are in the industry, if you're a 20-year vet walking into that scenario, I think you fall back on some of the fundamentals and things Mm -hmm. that you've done in the past. But I love that you just see things that are right out in front go, oh, you know, people are not coming fast enough or yelling. Let's get the gigantic colored buds. Like, those are things that are pretty you know, kind of like, that's a normal thought from anybody, but if you're in the industry, sometimes you can yeah. outthink the room and you miss stuff yeah.
2: Like that. yeah, I think it definitely helped quite a bit coming in with this sort of like naive, like, well, is it weird if we do this? Is it weird if we do something like this? Like, I'm just trying to solve this problem. You know, mm-hmm. but thankfully, thankfully, I think what's really key here though is the only reason that works is because I have a very strong team of managers who have all been there, you know, I think the one that's been there the least amount of time is like eight years. Wow. <laughs> so of my, I think I've got like four managers, like, yeah, the one that's been there the least amount of time is eight years.
0: There's a so, good amount of trust that you guys work. with. So yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say there wasn't like, there were some issues, you know, I clashed with the GM that was there and he is no longer there. Um, and, you know, and it was a little bit of a like, hey, I've been here a long time. And I was like, yeah, but I know what I'm seeing. Yeah, tell me I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. So, like, that's how that's gonna go, you know. Yeah. And I, and I wish him all the best and 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 all of that. But it was like, it's not the easiest thing coming in, you know, as a woman with no experience in something. And like, I don't even remember how long it was—year and a half, two years—in. You know, somebody's like, "Well, I've been here a really long time, and this is how this thing is supposed to work." And me saying, "No, I trust the evidence of my eyes and my brain." And you're not right. You gotta go.
1: Like, yeah, you, know, man. you need a church right now. I love it. Yeah,
2: it was really it was really tough, but I felt you know, um, but for the most part, everybody that was there that, you know, their information, their feedback resonated with what I was thinking and what, you know, and not just like yes men, but like, yeah, that makes sense. That's smart, like that's good for business. That is going to incentivize people to come here. That's going to incentivize workers to enjoy working here. Um, you know, it's like you gotta use your sense. <laughs>
0: So how do you think that your background and your la the previous five years, your first five years <laughs> uniquely set you up for March 13th, 2020, when Ooh. we understand that, Hey, we got to close the restaurants. No, no in, in, in house dining, everything yeah. has to be to go and delivery. What was your, what was, when you first heard this, you probably saw it coming. You were thinking about it, probably planning about it. What's the first thing that you did like on March 13th when like, hey, everything's closed down on St. Patrick's Day, what did you do? Yeah.
2: We had started to pivot before that because we were starting to hear like I we I laid out our menu onto one page so that they would be disposable, um, like right away. And you remember we got like a little bit of a break, right? Because there was the tornado. And so it was everybody was thinking about the tornado and it's like, oh, what's this like other stuff we're hearing about this coronavirus? you know, that's sort of on the outside of things. But so I do think that we got like, sort of a little bit longer. Um, But so what we did, you know, we had to shut down and I had to just immediately start scrambling um, because I know, you know what I mean? I know how much it keeps to cost to keep that operation running. And without that kind of income, I wasn't sure where we were gonna go. So I went first to the bank Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just like, I might need a credit line for a minute. Thankfully, we didn't end up needing it at all, um, which was amazing. Uh, we, I will admit the first, so the first day they shut us down. They said we were, you know, we were to go only. I said, okay, managers in kitchen and like half the kitchen staff come in. I, you know, i made sure that the managers reached out to everybody and said, we're going to just try to figure this out very quickly. And we'll try to bring people back in as soon as we know what is even happening right now. And so for, I think it was only like two or three days, it was managers only. And then we started bringing people back in. Um, but it was a nightmare the first day trying to move to a to-go-only a to-go only system, right? So we, real quick, we put up on the sign, you know, call the governor and ask him for to-go margaritas. Because in my mind, I'm like, none of this works without to-go alcohol. True. Um, you know what I mean? Like, none of this works without to-go alcohol. So I put that on the sign as mostly a joke. Um, but, but later, actually, the governor came in, and I spoke with him briefly. And he said, uh, yeah, we got a lot of calls because of that sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, awesome no. oh wow I didn't uh that's so cool. I did not realize that was gonna happen but you know uh thanks for the to-go boost that was very helpful for us um and that came along pretty quickly I think it was like not even a week um and you know what it was really hard I was sitting there to you know trying to think of the systems that would make it work you know put all the to-go stuff in the bag and then staple the receipt and put it on this table or mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and the first day was pretty rough but we had it pretty well figured out you know Uh, We figured out, you know, like, oh, we can't do plastic bags. We need paper bags and we can write big names on them and we'll put these dividers in them and we'll do this and all this kind of stuff. And all this kind of stuff came to me every night when I would go to sleep after like the long rush of the day um, and think, oh, this is what we need to do. This is where we need to put these orders and these orders, Um, which is thankfully something that is like right in my wheelhouse is like, I am a solver of problems. People, all of my friends, if you have a problem you can't solve, you call me, um, that's just who I am. I'm not great at a lot of things, but I'm very good at fixing things. <laughs> that's,
0: that's my wife's least favorite quality that I possess.
1: <laughs>
0: because You're I can't just favorite. listen. If she tells oh, yeah, me yeah. something, and I, there's yeah. no possibility yeah. of me saying, oh, wow, well, tell me more. I'm like, well, if yeah. you did this, 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 yeah. and this, she's like, stop. Oh, my,
1: husband. Yeah. Yeah. my husband does the same thing. Brandon and my husband are very similar people. And
2: really? both, yeah, so, so, like, I have I, to think
1: about what I tell I've
2: them. tried. Them. I've learned
1: that like, do you
2: want solutions or do you just want me to listen? I like, learned it's that. Hard. It's <laughs> hard because I still want to solve it. You know, that's the you know, it, it cracked me up. I one of my best friends, uh, Tracy Rains, is uh, formerly uh, director of international disaster relief for American Red Cross, and now she works with the International Rescue Committee. Um, so she's an extremely capable person, and she's been all over the world. And I remember one time we were sitting there having some drinks, uh, and she was like, "You are so capable." If I was like Stuck on the side of a mountain, and I could only get a text message out. Like I would text you because we were watching that show. What would you do, or how would you survive, or something? Yeah. Um, and I was like, Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's probably a pretty good idea. I mean, I think I'd be able to organize it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to say like there's a lot of things I'm very bad at. I cannot keep my house clean. You are seeing a very small sliver, uh, <laughs> but it's a very messy room. You know, so there's a lot of things I'm not good at. Um, but but I can solve problems. Um, and so that was that. I definitely used every last bit of my solutions oriented brain. I got, I made little pen, pen holders so that all the pens would be separated from each other. I made clean cups, dirty cups. I got a, a remote viewing system so people could hold up their IDs so that we wouldn't have to touch their IDs. Um, you know, and some of those solutions were better than others, but- like, <laughs> But, um, it, but you're you were know, trying. I tried, I did, I tried really yeah. hard. Yeah, I was like, not gonna give up. This is like, this is the business that takes care of my family. Um, And so I work very, very hard to make sure that it's okay. Um, And so, yeah, so that's what we did. And we just pivoted, you know, constantly. And when the um, the to-go alcohol came to be, we were already really busy. And I have to say that that is, you know, partly us, but partly, where we sit in the market, right? We're Mexican food, we're comfort food, we're at a, a fairly relatively low price point, we're probably a little bit higher Mexican food pricing than some of the other places, but like we are right in the middle of that comfort food and that is exactly what people wanted at the time. So we were slammed, like right right at lockdown, we were doing insane numbers um, and we were all on our feet, you know, for so many hours. And thankfully, because we were that busy, we were able to bring Anybody that wanted to come back came back. We offered everybody the opportunity to come back. Not everybody did because some people wanted to be home. Some people, you know, had things they, other things that they needed to do. Um, But we offered everybody to come back Um, within, I think it was like two weeks. Like not, not, not a lot. Like, and it was, you know, I was super happy that we were able to do that for the people that wanted to be able to come back. And they made some money. Like I, I also, that was another thing that I instituted was the mandatory 20%. I was like I'm not fooling around with this. These doors are closed. You are you are giving 20. It uh, It is a service fee that is being passed to the to the servers. Like we are not going to yeah. fool. Around. I literally only just took it away like a week ago. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, I was I'm not going to fool around. And some of those people made some money. And then when the to go booze came along, it was like the wild west. It was amazing. We were sell- <laughs> We were selling like literally gallon jugs of margaritas uh, wow. and the ABC came to us first, right? They didn't go to anybody else before they, this is before they released any of that guidance, right? So they come to us, this guy comes in, very sweet guy, but like a gun on his hip. Like, yep. he's just like, you can't sell a gallon of margaritas. And I was like, okay, I mean, you didn't, he's like, you can sell as many as you want, but they have to be individual servings. And so that's what we did and that's what we still do you know, the individual servings. Meanwhile, everybody's out there selling like carafes and all kinds of stuff. But because we sell so much, we gotta be, you know, we gotta be set to a different standard.
0: That doesn't seem very fair.
2: Eh, It's fine. I look, I'm a lawyer. So like, I'm more than happy to play by the rules. You know,
1: like, well, do you know what your highest like margarita per guest count was? Like, was it some person? Oh, at, the time, person? No?
2: <laughs> at the time we were doing, I came up with a fantastic idea uh, Mm of margarita snack packs uh where you would get four margaritas which is a pitcher Mm -hmm. uh with a queso or guacamole uh for 40 bucks um which is like it's like half off the queso basically Mm -hmm. um because i didn't want to risk like discounting the margaritas and then they're going to say that i'm like you know fooling with it and all this kind of stuff so like you know i can win by following rules you just gotta tell me what the rules are Mm-hmm. for the most part, as long as the rules aren't like too, you know, too difficult, but for the okay. most part, uh, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm willing to, to play ball. So, you know, and we did, we sold, you know, we just sold them in four packs and people would say, why can't you put it in one big thing? We said it's an ABC thing and people got it. Yeah. You know? People don't really mind. You just got to kind of tell them. But when it was like, there was no guidance, I was like, yeah, get us some gallon jugs, man. <laughs>
1: like,
2: hundred bucks. Give me. That's <laughs> Give me awesome. Me. Uh, and it was a hoot. We had some, one woman drove from Brentwood mm-hmm. and called us and she's like, I'm coming. I'm going to get a big order. Like I just want to let you know. I'm like, okay, yeah, just come. It's fine. It's we, everything is done really quickly. And she got a ton of food and she got four gallons.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my
2: gosh. Well, so a pitcher is half a gallon. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. So she bought eight pitchers.
1: Of oh my goodness. They were having a real
2: party. So, yeah, we did some amazing numbers before all that guidance came out.
0: We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Trust 20 is the new standard of restaurant safety and diner comfort. Trust 20 restaurants are part of a national network of restaurants that meet a high standard of cleanliness and safety, giving diners confidence in the measures you're taking to keep them safe. Trust 20 restaurants receive expert guidance, operational resources, and benefit from diner-focused promotion on behalf of Trust 20 Network of Participants. So how do you get certified? It's easy. First, go to Trust20.co and request a certification appointment. Then, a Trust 20 specialist will reach out and arrange a visit. The specialist conducts a 60-minute review and consultation according to Trust 20 tactics. If adjustments are needed the Trust 20 Specialist will provide guidance to assist. Now that you're certified, have peace of mind that you're doing everything you can to keep your restaurant safe and start enjoying the benefits of Trust 20 certification. Remember, visit trust20.co to request your certification appointment today. SuperSource is the answer to your dish machine and chemical needs in your restaurant. They've got zero minimums and zero contracts so they have to earn your business every single week. Zero minimums. 0 They're not going to make you sign a five-year contract, even if you lease the dish machine from them. It's amazing. Jason Ellis is a hardworking man, and he is here to help save you money, increase the cleanliness of your dishes, and provide the best service in Nashville. So check him out. Go to our website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Click the Sponsors tab. Find the link for Supersource, and if you sign up there, you will get three free months of dish machine rentals right now. You can also check them out at Supersource.com, or you can call Jason Ellis directly at 770-337-1143. When talking about what chefs want, really the question is, how do they do it? No fees? No fuel charges? No? No surcharges? Never. This allows you to order as much or as little as you need, as often as you need. Seven-day delivery? Access products every day, trimming your waste, increasing your valuable shelf life, and allowing you fresher product? 24-7 customer support. Call, text, chat, email, anytime, from anywhere. Uh, They take a team approach to serving you at 800 600 Eighty-five ten or whatchefswant.com. They have a very they have very diverse product lines, so their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh products daily. This type of flexibility helps chefs with the ability to offer and test new menu items with ease. They have hundreds of trucks on the road every day to reach their vast market. Their focus is tight urban areas where groups of restaurants and chefs are located. Additionally, they have trucks from coast to coast bringing products to farms and artisans across the globe. You can order through your phone app or online. They truly are what chefs want. Check them out at whatchefswant.com.
1: That was you guys pivoting. I remember like when the margarita, not, not margarita, to go alcohol stuff came out because I followed you you all forever I mean it's funny when I moved here I moved here right before you did about eight years ago yeah and when I got here I would say like a year and a half in I started seeing your sign on Pinterest and then I'm from Florida and so I would see my friends from home like reposting this and I was like that's my neighborhood I (laughs) live half a mile from you I would walk there all the time so I've always I followed you guys forever and um I remember seeing the way you change, like at one point you also offered like patio seating, but it had to be, you were still socially distanced and Mm -hmm. you were just all the time. It was a very clear, this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. And I think that's really important during the time of Corona because people do need to kind of, whether they agree with the limits, the mandates, whatever. Right.
2: And It was very like, look, I'm not here to post about what the rules are. I'm just Mm -hmm. telling you rules are what like, we're like, doing, yeah. you your opinion about the rules i'm just telling you these are the rules i have a business to run the, you will operate by these guidelines or you won't mm-hmm. or you won't be dining with us right like, and so and it was not easy um right. and i felt the best approach at least the way i would want to be approached uh is to just be straightforward and there were some nights that we could not keep up and, mm-hmm. um, and the service suffered and people had huge weights and this kind of thing. And we were very upfront about it, you know? it's was just like, hey man, <laughs> we did our best. It didn't go so well last night. Uh, if you're one of the people that waited, you know, an hour and a half for your food, I would just like to apologize. But like, we're working on it. These are the things we're doing to try and make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope that you'll dine with us again. Um, and people were pretty cool about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked out really well. Um, there was a couple of times, you know, like when the, the uh, what was it? oh, it was, I'm oh, sorry about that, Um, where the mask mandate Uh, came in for the patio, or we were doing patio seating or something, and somebody like threatened the staff, uh, and I had to get security in for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then there was, you know, I hate to say it, like, the, during the whole like riots and things, and mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement, which I fully support, uh, and you know, I thought about putting something on the sign, that was a big thing, right? And I just was like, in this neighborhood, in this climate, I was just so worried for the staff mm-hmm. to do something like that just to make myself feel good about putting something on the sign. And so instead, I donated $2,500 to the ACLU um, and and didn't do anything. And, and so then all of the people, all the liberal people, of which I am one, like, <laughs> really jumped all over me for not doing it. And I was like, man, I got a pregnant 17 year old working at the host stand. Mm -hmm. I am not going to subject her to some crazy person coming in, you know? And like, and I just, you know, and you know, regardless of like keep politics out, like you can do your best, you know, you do your best. Mm -hmm. But like, that was a tricky time. And to be doing Mm -hmm. that along with all of the COVID stuff Mm -hmm. was mind blowing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like it was just, it was so intense and it was so much. And it was all I could do to keep up. Um, and so, but I feel pretty good about how it all worked out. I mean, everybody got their food and I'm, you know, we respect everybody that comes in like, and so we, we work really hard to just make sure that it is a good environment to come into, you know, if the guidelines are socially distanced. Oh, we were super lucky to have my bar manager, Drew Pate, who's been with me for 16 odd years or 15 years, something like that. He has a really good friend, Leslie Waller, who's with Metro Health Department. And she was like on my speed dial the whole Mm -hmm. time. And it was so phenomenal uh, to have, because I could say, hey, you know, what do you think about this layout? Do you think that this is safe? Do you what do you think about these practices? Do you think that these are safe? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if uh, an employee was exposed as a kind of thing, I let we would could talk about, you know, what do we need to do? Is there this is who they worked with? This is this person was on this side of the building, this person was this side of the building, like, what do you think? And that was, I mean, huge, Mm -hmm. huge to have that sort of you know, confidence of somebody who's doing that. So it's like, I, there are things that I'm good at, you know, and and solving problems and and building this thing and trying to keep a big picture view kind of thing. But only I, you know, I can only be as good as like the people I'm interacting with. And thankfully I've had a lot of very good ones.
0: And your interactions have been really, really good too. If you're basing them on your sign and I want to go (laughs) over, Some of my favorite oh, my signs from 2020 and
2: 2021.
0: Hey, going back, not, okay. not through a,
2: a window. I've been doing this. There are times I'll like come up with a joke and be like, Did I put that on the side? <laughs> I've done so many.
0: You go back to like, uh, gosh, when is this? April, August 21st, a year ago. Mm-hmm. There's some pores in this house. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I was like is this okay okay." I was was, like asking my assistant I was like is this uh, too risky
0: how'd you come up with that though is that just like something Uh, that you
2: I don't even remember did I read it or did I say it I think I said it I think I just came up with it uh because I love a pun Mm -hmm. I mean who doesn't love a good pun half of them signs are puns Uh, yeah, um, I think I think that I wrote that one. Um,
0: these can't be the same men. Dolly uh, begged Jolene not to take.
2: I, that was, that was somebody posted that, and I, yeah, uh, you know, I keep an eye out for just like. Things that speak to me, Mm
1: -hmm, you know,
2: and I try to always it's tough out there because people be reposting other people's jokes. And so, like, I'll do like a quick search. either it'll come up with somebody's name and I'll try to tag them or if I do a search for it and then I've got like all these different people. It's like really hard to find. But I always try to to credit the (laughs) the appropriate person. Uh, But, yeah,
0: did you you put something out there this morning about the Garth Brooks concert last night? I
2: wanted to. And then I was like trying to write some stuff. And it just like what I was like, it was something like. I was gonna do something about like uh, uh, if he doesn't play thunder rolls for the first song.
0: (laughs) Well, I (laughs) I tweeted.
2: I I tweeted this morning. Yeah.
0: Not getting tickets to the show was the best unanswered prayer I could have gotten.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to come up with something, and then I was just tired, and it was hot, so I just.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, though? I mean, that just—I think they rescheduled it for (laughs) Sunday night, but.
2: I saw so many people, so many videos of people just under the structures and like, and all crowded in together. Card pass. (laughs) You know, I I didn't even know he was doing his thing. I knew that he was doing something in the stadium. I didn't know it was this soon. Um, And yeah, I just can't even
1: imagine. I wonder how many people are going to go. The Instagram stories were so funny. It was like getting ready for Garth Brooks. And mm-hmm. then like an hour later, would be like, just kidding. And like, uh, faces, and everyone all was, like well, yeah,
2: at that time, whenever there's weather like that, I'm like, if I'm not at the restaurant, which I wasn't because I ate some hot chicken and it did not go well for me. Um, like, uh, I was texting with the restaurant. I was like, don't see the, you know, the section of the patio without a roof on it. If you guys mm-hmm. know that already, like and get everybody away from the edges of the patio and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, and then I'm just like watching feverishly on the cameras to make sure it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, I thought about it uh, but I just couldn't come up with anything that was like a good thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you only have so many characters, right?
2: It's, well, for the sign, yes, Uh, but I'll still, I'll post. If it's too long, I'll just do a post. (laughs) You know, I try to do the sign because it is a nightmare to change. Um, (laughs) I try to do like once a week, maybe twice a week tops. Um, uh, So otherwise I'm doing, I do about, I don't know, like maybe, you know, the sign is about once a week, maybe twice a week of the remaining posts around 80% of those are going to just be fun. So, okay. And I'll and I'll tie them in to, you know, and there's there's absolutely a strategy there. You know what I mean? Like on starting Thursdays, you're talking about drinking, you know, and partying Fridays and Saturdays. Sundays, you're talking about brunch and being lazy. Mondays, you're talking about margaritas. um You know, Tuesdays, you're usually talking about tacos, that kind of thing. And so you got to try and spin. Either you find something funny and you spin it into that messaging um or you do a, a product post, which is like maybe 20 percent of the time.
0: I loved last year's Thanksgiving post where you said, well,
2: "What was it? What did I say?" A
0: socially distant Thanksgiving is everything I never knew I always wanted.
2: I love that setup. That never knew I always wanted. Um, I use that a lot. <laughs> like I use that a lot, and I use what's the other one? I use all the time. Um, oh, I forget what it is. But there's a few setups. But yeah, I mean, I'm not wrong.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's amazing. Like there's never, I've never been so like. I read that and I was like, "Gosh, that is so spot on!" Like, I've this- been
2: doing this a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my finger on the pulse. Do you remember your first one? What the first one was? We caused the line shortage. Oh, okay. That was the very first one? Yeah, I don't remember the one after that. And there are times, you know, when I go back and I'm like, "That is funny." I'll like forget about it. Just yeah. that is very entertaining. I am good at this. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's like, ooh, that was a little esoteric, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love. I mean, it's it's the best part of the thing. It definitely is. Like, it can get to be a lot sometimes. I mean, that's every week, once or twice a week, forever. there's no time off you know and I try to like sometimes I'll like try to have one in in the in the hole especially if I like want to go on a vacation or something like that but like they just get stale to me really fast and so like Mm -hmm. I want it to be funny everything that I put on there I think is funny Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have a great sense of humor so
0: (laughs) so, I'm funny damn it
2: yeah this is funny and now all of you think so (laughs) (laughs) Um when it started going viral and stuff like that I was just like I knew
1: I was funny. I <laughs> love that. I like constantly tell people I'm funny and my husband's like if you have to tell everyone you're not though. And I'm like no it's yeah, just you that thinks so. I think I'm funny. No, but I am though. I am. Really, I'm good about it. I I am well
2: past the the time of my life of of being a shrinking violet and not owning things. Like there is some stuff I'm really good at and that's one of them. Um and they they don't all they're not all bangers. I get it. They're not all everybody's sense of humor. I get it. And sometimes they're, you know, they're. I definitely there's a brand voice. Like that's not my voice up there. That's like a little bit brighter, uh, Mm -hmm. positive, optimistic. You know, I'm I'm all of those things, but like I've got like a little bit of dark side. Um, But I don't really put a lot of that on the sign because the sign has its own voice and it's something that's come to me over the years. uh, And I know it when I see it, kind of thing. Um, But I promise you, everything I see on there, I think is hilarious.
0: This one speaks to me at so many levels. It says, my favorite childhood memory is having energy.
2: Yeah. The, a, oh, oh, my gosh. Time? I think it was a Thanksgiving one a few years back. I said, thankful for ibuprofen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if UFOs are just billionaires from other planets?
2: Oh, that's such a good one. That's, somebody else wrote that one. I don't know who because it's all over Twitter. But I was just like, yes. Yeah. That one was one I think I was like not around, and I was like I had to because normally I do it myself or my assistant does it, um, and he was like out of town, so I had to like I always pay one of the staff if they end up doing it because it's so hot up on that up on that ladder and that be, it's like a tunnel that street and it's just there's no air going on that street, oh, so I always paid him a good amount of money to go change that sign and I was like on like a Monday or something I was like oh you got to put this one up there this is too good you got to put this up so yeah I was gonna put something up this weekend and then I just ran out of time uh about the olympics and i was gonna do um the youngest olympian was born or said want to feel old the youngest olympian in tokyo was born in
0: 2009
2: oh god i still have time to put it up though uh because the olympics are still going on so i'm
1: gonna put it up this week wow yeah preview I like never feel old. That actually did make me feel a
2: little old. Yeah, like I know, sense. right? My uh, niece, niece-in-law, she's, she's at the Olympics. She's an Olympian. Wow, that's, wow, awesome. that's amazing. Wow. The high jump, uh, I think is what she's there for. I'm so excited for her.
1: That's so impressive. I have no athleticism or interest in being yeah. athletic. That's very impressive. Yeah, I do not. I yeah. can barely get through shifts anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in my heels.
2: I'm like, I'm going to have to start wearing flats. I wear like, I wear non-slips. I wear like shoes right. for shoes, the manager non-slips, the Delilah mm-hmm. the style. That's like an inch and a half. Oh, I've worn them, yeah. Yeah, maybe, and I love them. And I've gone through three pair of them, and it's the only shoe that I wear. But, man, it's
1: not hurt. I was <laughs> pregnant. I was eight and nine months pregnant working, managing in the restaurant. And that yeah. to me felt Olympian. Oh, my <laughs> God. You I <laughs> had my you
2: phone are. in my pocket. The first days of the pandemic, I had my phone in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I did over 20,000 steps. <laughs> oh God.
0: oh I bet! That's, yeah. a pretty, that's a that's that's. I
2: always cool. have my phone. When it's if it's like a cinco de mayo or something mm-hmm. like that. I keep my phone handy so that I can look at my steps later. And, man, it's intense.
0: Can uh, can we talk about your tattoos?
2: Sure, if you want to.
0: Um, I'm looking at you here. I got to check out your house. Oh. You've got um, and you've got you've got. <laughs> yeah, what is that one on your arm right there?
2: This is just a little graffiti thing that I used to walk past when I was working in L.A. Uh, it's, it says, I love you, Garth. And he's got a real long tongue. And I don't know, <laughs> I just thought it was really sweet. Um, <laughs> this is, do you recognize this? Are you old enough?
0: I'm is probably not. Excalibur?
2: No, it's Fifth Element. <laughs> the movie.
0: Oh, my oh, gosh. He's, too
2: young. He's, too young. he's not. You're I'm not.
0: not. No, I, I'm definitely not. I just, that wasn't, I didn't. <laughs> no uh
2: this and then this one is this 47 is fun so this one is the little bubble that you have to fill in when you're taking the bar in virginia it's the 47 on there um and i when i took the bar it is super intense you have to wear a suit it's two days Mm -hmm. um eight hours a day and you study for an insane amount it's
1: just the hardest my brother's doing it now and he's taking barbary He's, uh, he's in Florida. He did. uh, He took the bar during COVID, which was like a whole mess because the bar system in the bar association in Florida, like had a bunch of messes. And so he was supposed to retake it. Turns out they never got his paperwork (gasps) this round. (laughs) Yeah. So now he has to wait until February and he's. Oh my God.
2: The, the testing prep, company that I went with, Barbary, it is very expensive, but their uh, slogan is, uh, do it once, do it right, and never do it again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, the company is allowed, because the, the, wow. because the bar association messed up, not my brother, yeah. they were like, hey, we're good. You can just take it again. Yeah. Like We're not going to charge you again. So I don't know. What you
2: yeah, but it's just take it again. like It's nothing. Um. So This one was, yeah, so we filled this in, and then I was, uh, after the bar, I was driving around Roanoke, where I, I took it. And I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to get a bar tattoo uh, just to commemorate this moment, like the first tattoo shop I see. And then I saw a sign in front of a place, and it was like a plywood with spray paint on it that said, like, Chips tattoo, but it was like T-A-T and the number two. And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'll get this. I'll get a tattoo later. So I got this one in L.A. after I passed. Um, (laughs) Nice. uh, Yeah, so that one was a hoot. But yeah, I got a bunch of them. I don't know, man, I just get these things now. <laughs>
0: like, I'm fat. I have zero tattoos uh-huh. and I, I kind of want a tattoo. So I'm, I do like it. to hear what other people got do on it. themselves. So,
2: you do, so when you start out getting tattoos, you get like the most like meaningful, think about yeah. it, like researching people and that's great. And I've had some really good ones. Uh, this one was a, was a Nashville one, uh, Ty Orton. She's great at every style. Um, This one, I thought I was like, so, so tough because I was like, my assistant came in with some coffee and I was like, I don't even feel it. I was like, you know, you always taught like all my tattoos hurt terribly. And I was like, I don't even feel it. Like, you know, I'm like one of those people now where I don't feel it. And she looks at me and she's like, I sprayed you with the numbing spray. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not as badass as I thought. That's smart. But it's great. It's beautiful. But honestly, I get all kinds of stupid stuff um just you know just whatever like you get the stuff that's meaningful and then after a while you just kind of get what you think is cool and from your buddies i mean it's nashville so everybody knows 10 tattoo
1: artists yeah i um, had the opposite my first tattoo was like i was 18 and i just wanted yeah. to get one because i was 18. yeah you know? so that, one oh, well, that
2: was my first one that i got i was 18 i wanted to get one it's my, my tramp stamp you
1: know Mine had, mine's on my hip but it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty terrible i'm i either want to get it covered or like into yeah. something else but really. Oh, Oh, it's so bad. Um, but yeah. the rest of them, I mean, the ones I got in Nashville are yeah. really good. Yeah. The ones I got in Florida look like Florida. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> that's commemorating a time in your life. I mean, it so is. It is, is I'm from. <laughs> just embrace life and go and just go full bore. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of always been my motto mm-hmm. uh, is to just just embrace things and, and go for it.
0: OK, so so we're getting kind of. I told you we can start talking and we could do this for like three hours. Cause this is so much fun. <laughs> like, when you start talking, you're like, wow, we are so far into this, this conversation. If people are still listening at this point, why <laughs> <is laughs> there? do you have anything at Rose Pepper that is like secret? You know, like you go to like in and out in California and it's like, you got to order it animal style with this, this, and this. Is there anything that if I'm, if I'm still Mm -hmm. listening to this interview and I come to Rose Pepper, is there like an off menu, anything that's like the best thing that I need to know about that I should be able to order there?
2: Well, here's what I'll say. First of all, of Mexican food, it's like 10 different ingredients made 50 different ways. Yes. Um, So if you can dream it, we can do it. Uh, within within the scope of that thing now we do still do green burritos with just it's our just our green chili uh, along with with some like rice and beans and a burrito uh, that's from the people the S. Fernando's people uh, who where they used to make those the real if you want the real Esferns soup, you got to go to Roy's what's it called Roy's meat service or something it's on the east side and I think one of my aunts is like making a bunch of Esfernando stuff for them okay. um, we don't really talk but um, um but i understand that they're doing. It. But we'll make a green burrito for you. Um, and you know, we i know there's like one other appetizer. What is it? Is it the gringos? I'm not sure. But like, you know, it's basically if we made it before and we still have those ingredients, we'll make you whatever you want. But the nice thing and the thing that i've sort of embraced with this particular restaurant concept um, you know, especially now going on 20 years is this is like a nostalgia brand. Like i don't really have any plans to like do anything different. Like these are good things. People have been eating them for a long time. They're very, very tasty. And I understand and appreciate that certain restaurants like innovation is the name of the game as far as the food goes. But also like when I go to visit, you know, New Orleans where I went to undergrad, I am going to Palace Cafe for the crab meat cheesecake that I had when I was 20 years old. Like like, that's what I want. That's what I'm coming for. Um, And I think that that's sort of like where we are in the market. It's like, you know, we, we are making the same stuff because it's good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if there's anything that <laughs> used to make, you know, that isn't, I haven't really taken a whole lot off the menu, honestly. Uh, do you,
0: where do you like to go eat? Like if you are going out to eat, right to eat, what's your favorite place?
2: Ooh. I mean, I'm at the restaurant. So <laughs> like a lot of times I like to go to 210 Jack. The street. <laughs> that is everyone's yeah. really answer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah it like really a, is. on the street for me. Um, let's see. Where else do I like to go though? I Eastland Cafe is now Samurais, but I used to love going to Eastland Cafe. I know,
1: um,
2: you. I just went to Once Upon a Time in France for the first time and it was
1: wonderful. I really want to go there. That's been on my well, list.
2: I went right when they opened because they don't do reservations and it was delicious. It was so, so good.
1: Um, ooh, where else, where
0: else?
2: You know what I think that I've just built up in my mind that I had, years ago in downtown, and it was so good. It was right before like a, tool not Tool concert, but what's his face, Maynard. Uh, Maynard, um, It was at the Palm, we had the Seafood Tower, and it was exquisite. And I keep saying I'm gonna go back. It's almost my 42nd birthday uh, this coming week. And I was like, I'm going to the Palm and I'm having the Seafood Tower, but now I'm starting to doubt myself uh, because what if it's not as good as I remember? Um, And then the only other place, Juicy Seafood. I love me some King Crab Legs.
0: Oh, really?
2: Who doesn't love King Crab?
0: Oh, no, no. no! I'm with you. I I love King Crab Lakes. I just, I've never been to Juicy Seafood. Oh, that so name just scares the hell out of me. I know. To be oh, crabs are
2: really scary looking, but they're delicious.
0: It's so
1: good. I it's love good. that the only place in this interview that you've doubted yourself is on the Seafood Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. else, you're like, I, I'm, I'm good. I can be face.
2: disappointed. I just don't want to be disappointed. And it was like three years ago now. And but like when I remember it, it was amazing. And <laughs> if I mean, we oh, ask? We're not going to mess anything up. But what
0: if, what if we <laughs> ask our listeners to like message you? Go to the Rose Pepper page yes. and message the best food <laughs> power in town. Yes, isn't oh the Palm? God, yes. Because the palm is an is a national chain, and we want to support local. So, is there a locally yeah. owned and operated restaurant that does the, yeah. the best damn seafood tower? seafood tower? Or who's who's gonna put one together? Somebody, damn it, put one together for oh. Andrea
2: <laughs> and make
0: there make her a seafood tower for her birthday. Yes,
2: I'm for it. Yeah, you're 42 you
0: once. I I am 42 right now on the nose. So we are. We
2: yeah, we're right, right here. there. And I can't believe you didn't know my fifth element tattoo.
0: That's I know, right. You're 79. Yeah.
2: I'm going to take your uh, exennial card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where I am, an exennial. We
2: are, we are exennials. Oh.
0: What day is your birth? What actual day? August 5th. August 5th. You're Leo.
2: Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, but like, yes, but also no. I mean, like, I got like, a Taurus rising. I got a Capricorn moon. But, like, <laughs> I do not have to be the center of attention. I can't help it if people look at me. But like,
1: <laughs> That's a pretty Leo statement.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful.
2: I prefer other people to be the center of attention. I just can't believe it. I,
0: <laughs> I only know that because my wife and son are both Leos. Oh, my really? son is the 12th and my wife's the 15th. Yeah.
2: My mom is a Leo. And there's this book. I think it's Suzanne White. where they She mixes like Western astrology and Eastern astrology. Um, and so it's like the the Chinese year that you were born in. So I'm a Leo goat. My mom is a Leo dragon which is like amps up the, and my mom is like what I think of with a Leo, you know, delicate, feminine, gorgeous, you know, and everybody's flocking to her. Like men fall over themselves to give my mom everything that she wants in life, um, <laughs> and which must be great. But like, uh, that's what I think of when I think of a Leo.
0: Do you have that scenario happening? No, Are you married? married?
2: No, not married, no kids. Uh, it's not my thing. It's not for Do me. You
0: have- so do you have like men falling all over? You? Do you have lots of scooters? Do you have a boyfriend?
2: Most men are afraid to talk to me, honestly. Uh, Why is that? I, I don't know. Maybe it's the eyeliner. Uh, but most <laughs> men, most <laughs> men are like What's the uh, eyeliner. I love you.
1: you know? <laughs> for real. Um,
2: yeah, honestly, for real, most men are are like not no. Not
1: I believe that. that. I feel like direct women yeah. have a really hard time because we're I'm. Yeah. Direct, too, and I feel like yeah. whenever I am direct, especially in front of men, I'm yeah. immediately questioned, or I'm, or they I'm try. Not me down the yeah, way.
2: I'm super direct. I'm successful. I've been was successful before this. I'm successful now. Um, you know, I I own two homes. I've got I foster dogs. I have you know forty some odd employees. Was sixty something employees. Uh, I'm trying to get some barbacks. If you guys have any barbacks, send them my way. Oh, um, sorry, that's the only thing I'm missing. That's the only thing that I don't have. Um. <laughs>
0: your barback give her a call yeah I, I think those things are really attractive yeah. qualities i don't know why like
1: but that's because you are and i feel like you and i have talked about this before you are are comfortable in who you are as a person Absolutely. brandon and Absolutely. so like men that are not or men that feel they need yeah. to have some level of power yeah. like that just does not i think
2: and i think a lot of it you know not even necessarily power i think you know Gender roles aside, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of men do like to be around somebody that they feel like they are protecting, and that doesn't mean that I don't have a need of protection. But it doesn't seem that way when you meet me.
1: Right. Well, you have a full life, you so have. a man thing yeah. is, ad- is in addition to that, not yeah. not like a piece that was missing in yeah. that. And that. I don't
2: is- need anything. I would love. Look, it's also never mind the barbacks. If you are you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and willing to deal with us, let me know. Let Uh, me, we
1: have your wish list though? Because we don't need just anyone applying I mean, it's, you
2: gotta be, you gotta have your own. Like, you gotta have your own life. You gotta have your own. You have like age restrictions? Like, no, no, not really.
1: Um,
0: Kite restrictions? No,
2: not really. I mean, all I really care about is, you know, is somebody that is, is smart, can keep up, is not scared. Um... You know, I'd be nice if you're attractive. Like, but, you know, at the same time, it's like that's just like an initial thing. You meet somebody like who's initially cute and then they say something you're like, you're hideous to me now. And then you mm-hmm. see it like you didn't think much of, but then they'd say something incredibly smart. I like very smart people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I like people that can keep up. Mm-hmm. And I don't disdain anybody that can't, but it's if you want to date me, you got to be able to keep up. I can't mm-hmm. keep doing this himbo thing. Like, it's, that's something that's from my, my youth is dating himbos. What's
0: it's, that? You know,
2: oh. a limbo, but a guy. Yeah. Very sweet. I usually end up dating very good looking, very sweet, not very smart guys. And I can say that because I haven't dated anybody in over a decade. Um, but like, yeah, it's just not, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. Um, I'm interested in doing it, but it's just like, everybody is, would rather go for somebody that doesn't have a personality like mine. And that's fine. It's, I don't. I don't necessarily blame him. Um, there is somebody from high school. I'm not going to share this so that. <laughs> somebody from high school been hollering at me. He works at a hedge fund.
0: Oh. But
2: he's getting his pilot's license. We'll see how that goes. He was super sweet. He was the class president. Um. This so is this a guy cool. that
0: you are kind of thinking he's about talking to, or you're just kind of?
1: Look, he's just been hollering at me on Facebook, but we'll see. Does he live in California? No, he lives in Pittsburgh now. Okay, so still different area code, which is tough. No,
2: that's
0: like if he you. can fly, then he could just
1: yeah. Honestly,
2: I'll hop my, on my airplane, and if I had to draw a picture of my first per- perfect relationship, it would be like meeting up for somebody a few times, a few times a week, and like having dinner and maybe staying the night one time. But like, I don't want to live with anybody. I don't want anybody to live with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anybody in my house. Like, <laughs> I you know I hate to say it, but it's like I'm 42 now. <laughs> like, I'm pretty set in my ways now. Like, something pretty extraordinary would have to happen for me to be willing to sort of change the thing mm-hmm. at this point. And mm-hmm. like I just don't I just don't really subscribe to this idea that like you have to be partnered up. I think it's great for people that are. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need that.
0: Yeah. You're, you you know who you kind of remind me of who? I know it's random because you're like nobody because I'm an individual. <laughs> no, no. Um, do you have you ever been to the Germantown pub?
2: I don't think so.
0: Germantown Pub is right there at corner Monroe and uh, Rosa Parks. And there's a woman who owns it. Her name is Naïma Walker Fierce. Uh
2: huh. I love love that name. She is,
0: and she was a um, she's an attorney. Yeah. She was a silent partner in the restaurant. Oh, cool. Operations guy, and the Uh guy like flaked on him and was doing a bunch of crazy stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: And she like came over and started operating the restaurant like five years ago.
2: Oh, wow. And that's she's an sure. attorney. Yeah.
0: Restaurant operator. Oh, I
2: love that. That's so funny. Have and to she's and
0: like our age and she's yeah. just like killing it. And she's so yeah. amazing. She's so inner. Yeah. She has so much energy, but she's, so, I love just sitting and talking to her because yeah. ideas come out of her brain so yeah. fast oh, so and cool. furious. Yeah. And like you just kind of remind me of her because she's strong. She's confident. Yeah. And she's a, an attorney, but she just said, I'm going to do this restaurant thing and she kills it
2: yeah, man. I mean, right. For anybody out there listening, it's like, look, if you got the brains and you trust yourself, then do it, you know, then trust yourself, trust your instincts. And like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But like, that was always a possibility. If you don't do it, it's definitely not going to work out. Right. So,
0: well that was almost like our, so that what I do at the end of every show is I ask our guests if they wouldn't mind taking us out of Mm -hmm. the interview with and I'm going to give you a second to think about it. So the, I'm going to open the floor to you. Jerry's final thought style.
2: <laughs> okay. For you to
0: say whatever you want to the city of Nashville, the restaurant people listening and um, you can talk for as long as you want, say whatever you want. I don't care, but you get to take us out. Before we do that, I want to tell you thank you so much for taking this time with us today. Oh, I have enjoyed every single second of <laughs> talking with you. And just to get to know you cuz I Obviously, rose pepper is so iconic, but I don't. You're not the. I don't see you all the time, so like learning your yeah. story has been so interesting to me. And I just, I'm honored that you took the time. Both of us
2: appreciate I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I typically keep a pretty low profile, and I don't know if that is a hangover from, you know, doing something that I wasn't super comfortable with and not wanting to mess it up, and sort of trying to keep low profile. But even so, seven years down the road, that's sort of there's a there's a brand face. And then there's me, and I'm not, you know, I'm not hiding from anybody. But like, they're two distinct entities.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
2: That's why, like, as soon as I heard from, I was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to talk." I love it. And yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that I would say is that
0: I know that
2: I know that I am in a lot of a pretty distinguished company in the Nashville restaurant scene, and there's a lot of really amazing people and a lot of really amazing concepts, and I feel really, really lucky to be a part of that. Uh, and to contribute in the way that I think that I do. Um, and so I guess, I don't know, I guess I would just say um, that it's a really great place to be doing the thing that I'm doing. And I always feel like people like you are very you know open and welcoming. And I think it's a really good place to sort of just wildly do the most bold thing that you can think of to do and, and it has, like, not a terrible shot of working out, or at least I've been lucky enough in that regard. So it's been really great talking to you about it. And I really appreciate you, you know, reaching out.
0: You're right. The pleasure is all on this side of the table. Yeah, I
1: loved this so much. <laughs> I have, like, a thousand more questions for you, but none of them are about the restaurant. So I'll just... Well, anytime. You know.
2: I'm around, man.
1: <laughs> I have well, your so email. Right,
2: bring your yeah. kid. They love looking at all the lights. I will. I, I think will. that's why people bring their kids is because so they can just... Grab <laughs> everything.
0: Well, we have another podcast that we host. It's called mm-hmm. Talk and Shift. Oh, nice! <laughs> and it is Sunday night. This Sunday night, tonight, because this uh-huh. is reported on Sunday. I'm going to put this out tonight. So people know this okay. is on Sunday. Okay. It is live from nine to eleven, and it's a call-in show where anybody can just pop on, like you are right now. And we're oh, telling what? restaurant, we're telling restaurant stories. We're giving advice. We're having conversations.
2: Well, that sounds great
0: so I don't know what you're doing tonight from nine to eleven, but you want to jump on, you're welcome, Jen. you can ask her whatever you want if you want to come back
2: <laughs> if I'm sober and awake, I will we'll see. <laughs> both of those things have to be true. We'll see
0: <laughs> to the 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 awake thing is good, but you know not everybody's gonna be sober on this on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the like point that. is to have a couple drinks and come on right? and stuff yeah. you shouldn't yeah. really say
2: yeah. Uh, don't get, uh, don't you get me started now? Don't get me in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, Andrea, thank you so much for taking time with us today, and we will definitely be up to you soon. Follow Rose Pepper at Rose Pepper Cantina. It's
2: right? at the Rose Pepper
0: at the Rose Pepper sorry, <laughs> at the Rose Pepper because uh, they are the Rose Pepper, and uh, if you are an attractive, most hopefully attractive intelligent guy that Brilliant. uh you know yeah <laughs> you know a grownup that, up. that just, a grown up he wants to hang out and yeah who's a grown-up and can handle a strong one you should go to Ro- the rose pepper also and just look up. Andre <laughs> she's uh she's amazing
1: just a pleasure you guys thank you so much have thank you wonderful night. you too thanks bye
0: oh my gosh that was so much fun i'm telling you i could have talked to her for like two to three hours
1: I know I definitely I'm so glad I have her email address she's gonna hate me in like a week (laughs) no question
0: uh yeah I'm I'm totally gonna be going by there I want to eat the Mm -hmm. green burrito that she was talking about um I just want to support them more like I live an hour away I feel like from east Nashville but like I just want to go there and eat because she was so like she's just such a badass I don't know I, I just I really fell in love with her
1: yeah, their staying power in Nashville is is pretty remarkable. And they have my favorite chips for the chips and queso because they're the fried tortilla. So when I lived in East Nashville, I would walk there and get that too often. And now that I live <laughs> so far away, I miss it so much.
0: You're like on the opposite end of the world in downtown Franklin.
1: I know. I'm so far.
0: <laughs> well, we thank you for taking the time today to listen to the show. Uh, we hope that you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Jen?
1: Keep lifting each other up, y'all. We'll talk soon. Bye.
0: Bye.